Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 28. Dine Peace introduced her mom to Lechon Kowali at Lhasa. We got the juicy bits, including reusable boba straws. We got chili-themed sauce on you with DJ Chung Tech and more. Episode 28, Big Deals Energy. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, Kardashians. What's up? You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. Episode 20... 28. Dang, 28. We're getting there. This is Dine Peace. This is Chavid. Welcome. Yeah. You got any shout outs this week? Yes. I want to shout out to our friend, Honey, for making chili Yo, oil. That is definitely my shout out this week, too. Yeah. And also, thank you for um, keeping... Oh, it, I had to uh, fend off so many people. for me. I didn't have to fend off anyone. I had to fend <laughs> off so many people. Tonight, I already How did went through a lot happened? of money. Honey, like, made a post about it. Yeah. And oh, I'm gonna make some chili oil, and like, a lot of folks were like, "Wait, I want some. I want some. <laughs> I want some. I want some." <laughs> we got some. <laughs> but yo, it, it's really good. Thank you so much, honey, for making us chili oil. I've been putting it on almost most things I've been eating since I have it. <laughs> I got to slow down because I don't know when you're gonna make another batch. Um, this was her first time trying to make it. Honey's a really good cook. Yeah. It's I'm, good. I'm learning that through this oil. I've already put it on so much stuff. I mean, we've been dipping chips in it tonight, and I can't wait to get through the rest of it. So thank you, honey, because um, you got to make more. This is so good. I also got a shout out to uh, Jeepney Guy for their grand opening. Shout out to Dennis and his team. Um, we were at 7th West in Oakland yesterday, and uh, the food was flowing. I'm a huge fan of that lechon. <laughs> a mix of the two shout outs. I was dipping some of the, the crispy pork skin in the chili oil. And of course, it was good. And then the last shout out I have is for uh, Nick of uh, Sub Street Food. Ran into her on Friday at Eli's Mile High Club for the Text Me Records release party. And uh, just got to catch up because we worked the Anchoy Bep event together at the Where Are You Really From Gallery show. And uh, amazing. We didn't really have time to chat because we were. And the tofu money bag. So, so good. So got to have those again on Friday. And I was very happy about that. Whew. All right. We got a lot to cover this time. I know. So what you been up to? So I've been in LA the last two weekends and... Um, yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It really <laughs> does. I've also like really missed sleeping in my own bed. Yeah. Uh, but I, I went to L.A. back-to-back weekends, came back for a very short time in between because I had to go to work, and uh, ate a lot of food. This time, I did not, like, go home at all, and so I felt like because of that, I got to try a bunch of new places, which is pretty neat. But here are my highlights. Um, so this past weekend, I ate $70 shabu. That's not all you can eat. Wow. <laughs> and I was very against this. <laughs> um, I feel like you would be. I, I don't mind paying for food, but... I usually categorize shabu as a like you know kind of twenty five to thirty dollar range, that is and kind it's, of like and the it's all you price. can eat. Oki is the one who recommended this. Oki and uh, our friend Vu, they have a really great podcast called The Yellow Peril. Go check that out. So we were in Arts District and he suggested Kagaya. And I was like, all right. I looked it up and I was like, $4 signs. Like, On Yelp? Yes. That's, yeah, that's a $4 lot. $4 signs. So Mary and I were like, oh, let's get value. Let's get value, Shabu. And then um, I don't even know how it happened, but Oki started walking us to Kagaya. And we're like, oh, I guess we're eating here now. The cheapest set is $75 and then oh, it, how did it go uh 160 for a uh, wag- a5 wagyu set oh that that's kind of fair I guess for yeah. that at least and so still I was like man this is kind of expensive and then um, thank goodness he did ask but too much for one person oh okay so like the first was like a hamachi crudo 
And then the second one was fish with daikon and fresh wasabi on top. So was it still egg? Was it all fish or was it like a mixture? It was all fish. Wow. And then this crazy, it was like a, it was a, it was a fucking huge shrimp. <laughs> it was a poached shrimp in this dashi and it was just really light and refreshing and delicious and shabu was good. But the thing was, the shabu wasn't the highlight for me. It was the, the other stuff. The highlight were all these, you know, starter dishes and the dessert. It was basically a banana cream pie, but it was just all the banana and the cream at the bottom of a little bowl with um, many layers of phyllo dough Ooh, and then yeah. whipped cream on top. And Sounds then so definite. you kind of, it's almost like kind of like in a little trifle cup where you kind of like take your fork and then stick it to the very bottom to break through and then scoop everything that comes up with it. Sounds like a boomerang on IG. <laughs> I don't know if you did it or not, but it sounds like it would be. I I don't think I did. I was like, I was trying to like not do so much like content stuff because like I was catching up with friends. Yeah, yeah. You had to be a real person for once. And then they're like, Anne. I was like, I know, but I have to document. (laughs) I know, (laughs) that's all of us. Yeah. But yeah, like when my spoon went through that phyllo dough, it was just like all these little crunchy bits. It was so good. So that was really great. So was it worth 70? Um, No, no, no. But I was really glad I got to try it. And, you know, I would definitely recommend it for people who have for the experience. It was very nice. Um, I did learn that those appetizer dishes could change every day. Oh, it just depends on what's fresh and local. Those sound like it'd be worth it, though. While we were waiting for Kagaya, there was this matcha soft serve place like right in the same plaza. And that was the best matcha soft serve I've ever had in my life. It was Oof. so good. I mean, I eat a lot of matcha things these days. I can't say I can recall in recent memory. It I've was had a so creamy. It was delicious. Anyways, mm. go to Kagaya, put your name down, go get a soft serve. Because you're grown. To, you can have dessert and first. And then go if to you Mermaid want. and get a shot in beer. <laughs> you're definitely grown. You could do both of those yes, before yes. your dinner if you want. Um, and then I finally got to eat at Lhasa. I've been wanting to eat Yo. there for a while. Yeah, we got Especially to s- since we got to preview uh, the Ula movie. Yeah, yeah. They had a big uh, spotlight. Shout out to Cam for that. We were just like drooling at their dishes the whole time in that film. So go see that if you haven't yet. For sure. It was my best friend's mom's birthday, Tita Elma. Tita Elma and my mom are really good friends. So, you know, I I, I was there for a wedding, so I didn't have time to like go home. And I was like, if you guys want to see me, you're going to have to come up here. So we met up in Chinatown. Um, it's actually been a while since my mom and actually everyone else that came to eat into Chinatown. And they're like, wait, there's Filipino food in Chinatown? <laughs> and they pull up to the plaza. So Lhasa shares the same space with Chego, um, Howlin' Rays, and uh, Bauhaus. Okay. So Howlin' Rays has like a fucking ridiculous, crazy long line. It's like... I mean, all those names you said in there, they would all have pretty long lines at yeah, any given yeah. moment. Yeah, So it's like when I got there, the line was at least a two and a half hour wait. Woo. for chicken and so my mom was kind of like what the hell yeah <laughs> i was like it's fried chicken anyways <laughs> we got to go to lhasa lhasa lunchtime is uh, more of a relaxed um dining experience it's a lot of bowls and um and like a burger uh some salads and some and some noodle dishes but at dinner it's a more elevated type of meal so it's more like a family it's family style at dinner but it's just it's just way more um i can't even explain it but it's not a casual experience experience lunch is more casual mm. are you glad you knocked out lunch first so it can hype up dinner even more um yeah yeah I, okay. I would say so yes rather than the other way around and then i was a little nervous because my uh tita elma they're, they're filipino and you know moms are always gonna have to say 
speak their mind and like <laughs> I can make this better or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think and overall, why is it this much? Yeah, and yeah. everyone was very happy with uh, what we ate. So we uh, Manny uh, Janelle's husband is a uh, is a man, <laughs> and he always likes to have his own plate and not have to share. Oh, and so he <laughs> Sorry. Got, that makes me so he sad. actually already ordered. He already was like, oh, I want the chicken adobo and I want extra chicken. Oh. So he he was on his own. <laughs> yeah. And then we got two orders of lechon. And then we did the exo uh, bagoong um, pancit and uh, lumpia. And I believe that's it. Oh, we got an extra adobo for ourselves. So it was a coconut adobo, which was a little different because it wasn't as vinegary. A lot of flavor. You tasted more of that vinegar in the skin. And then the meat was just really juicy. And then some of that coconut, like, kind of mixed in with that garlic rice. And that was really tasty. Interesting. Very, very that tasty. Very nice. I don't think my mom's ever had lechon koali before. And she was like, this is good. Wow. <laughs> and the sauce is really tasty. They ran out of um, lumpia. So we got the veggie lumpia instead. I didn't even bother touching it. Oh, I would have tried it. <laughs> I was also a little hungover. So I didn't really get to enjoy the food. I feel like I, like uh... I would have. Uh, but I got to chat with Chase for a little bit and kind of mentioned that, you know, I want I got to see Ulam and and uh, very excited to try it out. And that what I was really hoping that they would have the dinner dessert because I really want the to try the milk. It was a condensed milk ice cream with a black sesame pulveron crumble Ooh, on top. It sounds nice and like simple, but really effective. Yeah, I love pulveron so much. I would love to try that. But anyways, I definitely want to come back and visit and try dinner sometime. But if you guys have tried it, I would be curious to know what your thoughts are on it. I feel like I say this every other show, but I got to go down there with you. It sounds like a must-do mission. <sighs> yeah, extra yeah. stomachs. Yeah. I don't want to go for a while. Two weeks in a row was yeah. kind of tough. No, not here for a long time, just good time. <laughs> and I went to a really <laughs> dope wedding. I, I mean, see it on the show notes. I'm really glad you decided to say this one last. Yeah. Or you have this one as your last highlight. Yeah, shout out to Mike and Ness for having the most fun wedding I've been to in a long Congratulations. time. Congratulations. Um, it was an arts district, beautiful location, took over the container yard, many, many surprises throughout the um, the day. And I've always have seen this, but I've never experienced it at a wedding. I always said, like, if, if I decided, if I got married one day, like, this is what I want to happen at my wedding. And it's an In-N-Out truck. Yo, step your bars up, because <laughs> if you ain't got the In-N-Out truck at your spot, I'm not trying to be there. Oh, I knew about it, but it was a surprise to a lot of people. So it was like maybe around 10 p.m. in and out truck rolled up. Yeah. So I had a, <laughs> I, got a, I had a really drunk friend that went to go pass out outside. And then the wedding planner was like, hey, can you move your friend? Because the in and out truck is coming over here right now. <laughs> can anyone explain to me why we can't get fries from the truck? They don't, wait, what? They don't, so the truck doesn't do fries? They say that they can't transport their fryers. So when you hire uh, an in and out truck. It's just it's, a griddle. It's just a burger and a bag of chips. You know what you should do then to bring it the next level? Go find the nearest branch, order a <laughs> bunch there, and they just have them delivered. It yes. It has to be eaten right away. Well, just, it depends like, how close. I don't understand it because we've de you've definitely had fries from a truck before. But maybe just the way, either maybe the trucks that they buy or the ones that they that they fit don't have the way that they need I to lay like out their I that's an easy fix. Come on. No. <laughs> or maybe they just don't want to give you too much power. Maybe it's a couple of those things combined. But yeah. I feel like if there's a branch not far from where your venue is or your event, that could very well happen. But yeah, this is next level. I mean, because fast food has to be eaten right away, right? And so, or or not as much depending on how sad you are at the moment. It's <laughs> just fine. But you know, thank you for like thinking about your guests. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it was an open bar. We were drinking a lot, mm -hmm. and so what a nice way to soak up that booze with yeah. an In and Out burger. <laughs> That's perfect. I definitely would be jealous if I didn't go to that, and I didn't, so I am jealous. <laughs> 
Shout out to the beignet dude outside, too. Oh, yeah. You said that happened after, <laughs> too. Yes, That's yes. pretty rad. That sounds like a really cool wedding. What have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been getting into my normal food stuff around here. You can probably see some of the highlights that have been on the Sit Down, Be Hungry story. I definitely try to get on it every time I'm doing a food thing these days. So not as much on my personal IG story. So for food-related stuff, you can usually keep up with me there to see what I'm doing. Uh, I mean, not to end this segment on a sadder note, but uh, I lost my grandfather last week or the week before that. I don't, it was last. Forgetting the day the show will come out, though. So yeah, maybe yeah. two so weeks two ago. Weeks, two weeks from the release date. Um, he lost a quick battle with lung cancer. So rest in peace to Gung Gung, which is uh, Cantonese for grandpa on your mother's side. Um, we were kind of ready for it, just not so soon. They were like six months and then boom, three weeks later, out. Um, but I especially want to give him a shout out in regards to this show because he's probably one of the big reasons why I'm into food the way I am. Um, thanks to producer Flan Reyes's own interest and in research, something I've been eating my whole life, I didn't realize was kind of the unofficial dish of Sacramento, <laughs> which is brandy fried chicken done in a Cantonese way. So um, Flan's done a lot more research of kind of like its origin story and how it came to be. I've only eaten it one time. Yeah. So it's this specific style of Chinese fried chicken. Until recently, I didn't know that it was kind of indigenous to Sacramento because I'm realizing the more I've left and gone elsewhere, I don't see it as much on menus. Mm -hmm. The chicken is soaked in brandy to kind of really fortify the flavor and let those sugars kind of caramelize on it. So you get this really rich, like orangey brown colored batter when you fry it up. It's really heavy. That's kind of the reason why my grandfather came to the States. He went to go work at one of the first Cantonese restaurants in Sacramento in like the 50s and 60s and eventually became the head chef there. It's a place called Frank Fats. And they're one of the places that kind of first popularized brandy fried chicken. And then through Flan's research, he's kind of tracked the other family tree of how the dish has gone. Yeah, I've been eating it my whole life and not until recently did I realize uh, the importance of it. So mm -hmm. thanks to Gung Gung for kind of bringing that into my life and thanks to Flan for doing the research. Um, a fun little caveat of that is uh, a few years ago, my mom actually asked him for the recipe, at least his. And um, she only asked him for it because she knew he was never going to make it ever again mm -hmm. and that the recipe could be lost. So one day, I guess, she just went over and said, tell me. And uh, he just said it. So I have the recipe. Has your grandpa ever made it for you? I don't I don't think I, I can, can I, remember. you know, working very hard in kitchens. He's he got pretty beat up from that. Yeah. Uh, my mom made it a couple times here and there when I was a kid, but I know she modified it a lot to use less brandy or... She's like, use I can't serve my children booze. booze. Now look at me, mom. <laughs> but <laughs> look what I've become. Oh, no. So I have the recipe. You rec gave him the taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have the recipe, and now I feel like uh, I need to kind of spend some time with this recipe to really honor him. So For sure. One of my small side passion projects, probably these next couple months, is I'm going to slowly process this recipe and get into it and start to maybe make it and see if I get any good at it. So rest in peace to Gung Gung. Thanks for the food knowledge you've given me over the years. And uh, I really enjoyed eating you every Sunday uh, for like the last couple years. So rest in peace. It is now time for the juicy bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. All right. What do we got this week? Uh, this first one is from Food Beast. I'm going to talk about boba. So, oh, okay. reusable boba straws are a reality, and here's where to get one. I haven't had boba in a long time. At least really? a couple months. Yeah, I don't get it. We, do we not hang out that often? <laughs> we we do. I just don't order it. I guess... Charles's birthday, but I didn't have any. I guess boba is not available, 
late night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I true. know this has been a struggle because I follow Boba Guys here in the Bay Area, which is also, I guess they're in LA and New York now yeah, too. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how much they expanded, so kudos to them. Plastic straws are banned in California or they is it just in San are, Francisco? I don't I know. I think they either are actual... or they're about to be. I, I honestly haven't fully kept up, but I know it's it's coming. But I've been seeing on their um, stories that they've been doing a lot of like testing on Boba straws on what they're going to do mm-hmm. once this happens, I guess. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, it's a metal boba straw and it's called the boba straw. <laughs> that's a power move right there. Like they're establishing their dominance right away. I love it. <laughs> their boba that, dominance. <laughs> um, it comes in three colors, rose gold, true black or gunmetal. Of course it does. Of course. What is it? Like is it rose gold? Like, that the was like so last year. Now? Yeah, that's so last year though. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, being I'm a designer and Pantone always kind of sets those color trends too. It's like, what's the color of the year going to be next year? We're kind of coming to that time right now. I'm kind of excited for it, but I'm not. Are you getting one? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I I literally carry way too much shit in my bag right now. On the street, Avu called. Who's he told me that he was singing "Bag Lady" in his head yeah. <laughs> as I was walking to like meet up really? with him. Um, take tastes really good in a metal straw. Yeah, I, I do have to agree with you. I actually saw some in the store the other day. I was considering it, but yeah, they were not wide enough like a boba straw would be. There's lots of uh, boba to be drank, and and since this is what's happening with this whole plastic straw movement, like they're ahead of the game. The Malibu have already banned pla- passed bans to on plastic straws, and um, this is high in demand. It says uh, in less than a goal of thirty eight hundred three thousand eight hundred twelve dollars with more than a month to go as of this article coming out. But I'm curious to know if it comes with a carrying case. Oh, that'd be kind of... Because then I'm just going to throw it in my purse and, you know, debris in my bag is going to get in the middle of my straw. That's kind of disgusting. I mean, maybe, <laughs> I mean, I didn't fully look at the Kickstarter page, but maybe like if you pledge certain amounts, you get things like that as it yeah, goes on. Yeah. Or maybe it comes with like a shirt or something. <laughs> I mean, the the... The childish part of me is also thinking like, man, you could have like a spitball ward anytime now. <laughs> oh, no. Man, like really. But there's no paper from the plastic straw. Oh, you're true. Well, plastic straw, not paper straw. Uh, yeah. Because I think, you know, that might be another alternative where this could go later too. It's just that it's not plastic anymore. So they could have those those two, but those disintegrate really quickly. So if they could come out with one that doesn't disintegrate, I feel like that could be a good alternative for someone that doesn't have these on them all the time. I think it's a cool niche product, though. I could see these doing really well, and it already looks like there's a lot of interest for it. I kind of fell out of it for a long time, and it wasn't until I moved back to the Bay Area, and my roommate is very time, and I would hang out with her. But I could say I didn't like drink boba for a couple of years, and now I'm I'm back into it. You talk about when we were growing up with it; it was always the powders and always the syrups and things like that, Fucking and then quickly like, and Goldilocks, um, Pop- popcorn chicken, tapioca so express. Oh yeah, Tapex. Tapex. Yeah, sorry, I didn't use the proper terminology. <laughs> Tapex, sorry. We thought we were so cool. I remember My, when I was in high school, <laughs> I remember the thing was to get the, the popcorn chicken and get it. Yeah, we, we'd all get it, like extra, extra spicy. Mm-hmm. And just like... And that powder was so salty, though. And I, we didn't care. So my hack at my local Tapex was... Um, I used to kind of just go there after school and times I wasn't hungry enough to, to dedicate to full chicken and popcorn chicken and fries. So my local guy there, like, he let me get half popcorn chicken and half fries in my bag. That's sweet. And then everyone thought, like, oh, he's the cool one. And I always used to do, like, white mocha, which looking back now would be way too sweet for me to have now. Almond snow is what I really like. Almond liked. snow is good, too. Yeah. Oh, I, still, I still live in those times. <laughs> I get bubble whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had it in a while. But uh, let us know if you'd get it. <laughs> Jimmy Dean petitions Merriam-Webster to remove bread from the definition of sandwich. Is protein style in and out a sandwich? Uh, no. It's no? a burger. Yeah, a I hamburger guess. sandwich. If you want to go back to the, I don't know. That's it's a good point that they're bringing up. I mean, of course, I think you and I we both had the first thought. Article says not necessarily. 
I mean, it is. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Kind of marketing stunt, right? By complete coincidence, this push coincides with the release of a new Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwich or sandwich or kind of bread product in favor of frittatas. And even that, I mean, frittatas, those are still made out of eggs. It's really flourless then. They could really just be flour, flourless in my, in my mind, what a sandwich is, there's two ends of bread. Or, or, or in a, and there's something inside. So in a very vast, uh, in a very, very, very broad sense, you could say a house of some sorts. But then you start to think an about... An edible vehicle. An edible vehicle. <laughs> but then you start to think about like, you know, dumplings and dumplings aren't sandwiches, but they're housing a filling. So then it makes me think like... But is it two parts that are put together? Okay. I'm being sandwiched in between something. Is it because of... And that's a real same? definition for something not related with food. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily always have to be related with food. So uh, I think the last line of this article calls out really good. So, Jimmy Dean, good question, even if you are being kind of thirsty about it. Because <laughs> I'm really probably not going to buy these frittata sandwich things. No. I did see, though, that Jimmy Dean sponsors, like, the Cornhole Tournament when I was on ESPN the other day. So this last one is from NBC News. Um, I think most most people have kind of seen this circulate around the internets for the last couple days. Yeah, and NBC's big time. Because this is, this is an awesome story. Yeah, this is... I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> So patrons of California shop by donuts by the dozen to give owner time with his wife because she was sick. Um, this is in Seal, Be- Seal Beach, California. Seal Beach. Seal Beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, Donut City in Seal Beach. Um, and then so I guess it's a patron found out that uh, his wife was sick. And, Not just uh, sick. She had a brain aneurysm. Exactly. And, and that's awesome that this shop had enough regulars to notice. Like, you know, some shops might have people that just come and go. And all the regulars are like, oh, where's your wife been? Exactly. Exactly. So um, Don wrote kind of like a, I guess, a Facebook post. And then that post just kind of went viral. And so he typically would come in at 2.30 in the morning um, and then would typically be in the shop till about 3. 3, 3.30. 3, 3.30. That's a and, long And this day. is seven days a week. Then yeah. was selling out by eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, these are one of those heartwarming stories that we need right now. You know, everyone knows how bad things have been in general currently everywhere else. So it's really nice, especially about something with donuts. Yeah, I was just at Bob's last night, and uh, I was I thinking saw. about this. I was like, hey, you guys are so close to me. Every great city has a donut shop like this, where it's kind of like the hub. Mm-hmm, and I think for sure, I would even go as far to say you didn't have a full childhood unless you had a donut shop like this growing up. And I feel like a lot of people did. And so, yeah, exactly. And it's really cool to see one, you know, kind of get the respect it deserves and get the treatment that it it, it deserves after all the years. Yes, yeah, so NBC News interviewed John, and he said, you know, eight thirty in the morning, we sold out. Of, we sold out of everything. And uh, he also mentioned that his wife was recovering, and he hopes to have her back in the shop uh, shortly. I'm gonna go get some more donuts this week, just in honor of that. All right, y'all, it's that time. What time it is? The most controversial bit on this podcast. It's called Saucin' On You. We pick three food items. You've got to pick one to never have again. We are joined by a very special guest this week. Chung Tech is here. Yay! Yay! Hello, hello. Welcome. Glad to finally have you here. It's been a long time coming. Thank you for having me. I'm a super fan of the show, so this is very exciting. Yeah, I've been told you've fallen asleep to my voice before in headphones, which is a little weird, but... uh, It's a great voice to fall asleep to. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, she does much. have children at home, so yeah. I was just it's about like, to... who is this random voice coming out of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like I do love to listen to this podcast with headphones in my ears, and so you know, you guys just go straight, <laughs> straight in. Nice, nice. 
if you haven't heard of Chunk Tech before, you may have seen her or heard her spinning at some of your favorite parties around the Bay Area or seen her beautiful children on Instagram. I'm a super fan of these kids, the yeah. bears. The bears are my faves. Sorry if I offend anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Chunk Tech's also the mother of my co-host of Tiger Back slash Bat Cooking Club. <laughs> Pick the vowel to your liking, right? Whatever. Pretty or, much. Sorry, you know, I think, sorry, I not think, vowel, uh, I'm bad with the grammar. maybe kind of like saucing on you. It could be a little controversial, you know, like <laughs> yes. which one is it? But, you know, either one works and, and it's really for, for those who want to take part, you know? Mm. You just referenced the bit that you're on right now, saucing on you. So uh, are you ready to uh, get rid of a food? <sighs> yes. Okay. Scared, but yes. Okay. Yes, ready. Okay. Well, being that you are also another member of the IG Open uh, Chili Oil Gang, which I have proclaimed myself a member of too, whether you guys like it or not. Welcome. Uh, shout out to Honey again, like I said earlier. We have our chili oil here just hanging out and we're snacking on it. Yes, so um, good. We're going to do round two of Hot Sauces, continuation of the first one with Mr. E, a.k.a. Al Pastor Poppy from show 12. We're going to do three hot sauces. Oh my God. So this time it will be Sambal, Peri Peri, or Gochujang. Oh, Wow. I'm embarrassed to say that I don't know what Piri Piri is. Is it like the Piri Piri sauce like from um, chicken? And chicken? Like, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. More of a vinegar base. Okay. I was going like, I don't remember it being a hot sauce, really. That's why. Mm. Um, it's that sauce that's a umakasa for the roast chicken, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I've had it then. Never mind. Well, I can't get rid of sambal. Is that the normal like one that has to stay for sure? Yeah, because it's in Nook Jam. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my people's sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get rid of sambal. I mean, I guess I could make Nook Jam without sambal, but that's just a lot more work. And I'm not trying to work harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm going to easily get rid of Piri Piri just because like, I've only had it one time. Okay. Yes, it was good, but not enough for me to like miss it. Mm. I can have roast chicken without it. Gochujang is more part of my life than Piri Piri. It's more in the picture. It's more in the picture. (laughs) More on the plate. Yeah, I think that's going to be an easy one for me. Piri Piri's going to go. Sambal has to stay. Gochujang doesn't have to stay, but it needs to stay more than Piri Piri. I mean, what is interesting to note about this time, I guess, the last time we did the hot sauce version of this segment is that we all did brands last time, right? Yeah. We all did like major commercial brands. Yes. This time we're kind of more in going just off of like style and variety. So I guess that kind of maybe changes the dynamic a little bit that I'm kind of realizing that we're getting into it. Yeah. So Perry Perry's gone for dime piece. All right. Okay. 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 So you're right. This isn't like the brand sauce. These are like the sauces. Yeah. Of what they are. Yeah. 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 So you'd have to get rid of it forever. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's, um, we've got a good, I mean, all three of these are pretty well represented here in the Bay area as well. They are in kind of like one of the last episodes I was listening to about, uh, about the different dumplings, you know, like, you know, like when you guys were talking about, we talked about this yesterday, (laughs) more versatile one, you know? Well, no. So it was interesting because as I was listening, I was like, you know, the XLB thing, was kind of interesting because I also did not have those until I was an adult. Yeah. And so that was like, do I keep it because of that? Because it's newer or do I get rid of it? So similar to thinking about these sauces, like for me, like my gut reaction was almost like, oh, gochujang's got to go because, Ooh. you know, I know don't, yeah, it's like <laughs> my, my people sauce. So, so, you know, I, I know that's, that, that was my gut reaction. Like I could be falling asleep tonight at 2 a.m. and in a cold sweat say I said the wrong answer. You know, <laughs> no. I, it's highly possible that will happen. Um, but, you know, so both Sambal and Peri Peri, like Peri Peri for sure, like have not had enough of, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Gochujang, I, it's one, it's everywhere right now. 
gochujang. It's always called. <laughs> it's like everything is flavored yes. that way these days. Um, and it, it's definitely a flavor that I do associate with home that I do love and I feel very fondly about. But I also feel like it is one that I could probably approximate in different ways mm-hmm. in, in that. And because I want to invite the other ones into my life uh, a little bit more, I don't want to get rid of them yet. And it's like, it's I, in my mind, I feel like I haven't tasted it enough the way like gochujang, like I can think about it. And, and my tongue, it's there, and it's there. I, yeah, my tongue, it's there. My tongue is already doing the things, and, <laughs> and it's all good things. Mm-hmm. But I think for that, I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm gonna sit with it right now. We've had our run, or is it? I'm gonna say we've had our run, oh. you know, and um, let's see what happens at 2 a.m. If I am falling asleep, regretting that. And I love it, but I'm going to, like, kiss it goodbye. Oh. You know? I know. Really? Crazy. Well, I mean, you know, we, we post, like, the, the text image post for this, like, usually the next day after we drop the show and open the conversation to anyone else. So if you do have that change of heart, you can always state your case in the comments. <sighs> so good to know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's okay. There's, like, a, there's like a just-in-case section for Yeah, that. for the regrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for the potential no regrets. Regrets. Yeah. Regrets. All right, so that's where I'm at. Okay, right, okay. Well, um, kind of like Dine Piece... I think the must stay for me is sambal, just because one, I've had it my whole life as well. And the main thing that has it staying for me is that it spans different types of cuisines. You know, I like it in Mediterranean food. I like it in Asian food. I like it in, I mean, almost any other, I mean, I've even had it with like fries and it's awesome. So it's so versatile enough that for me, that's the must stay. So when we get to the other two, I mean, peri-peri is a little more common in like Caribbean food and those types of things. Um, you guys know I go to the UK quite a bit. It's really used a lot, like you were saying, in the rotisserie type foods, including the popular British chain Nando's, which, you know, I don't have Nando's a lot, but that's like their flagship product that they have with their chicken. So kind of in the same vein as uh, as Chung Tech, um, even though I haven't had it enough, the times that I have have gotten me to love it so much that I still need to get more of it as well. Because I agree, we have it out here. It's just not a lot. And it's it's almost like what... Tabasco could be if it really opened up because it's, it's still it's also vinegar based, but it's so fruity and so floral that it just wants me wanting more of it every time I have it. Whereas gochujang, I only have with Korean food. And although it is pretty much, if not the, the most important, but a quintessential part of Korean food, I'm never missing it unless I'm having Korean food. And I don't eat Korean food like a whole lot, maybe a couple times a month at the most. So kind of in the same case, even though I'm not Korean, like we've had a good run. And I mean, if I was going to a Korean spot, it would be probably bastardization and blasphemy. So please come at me later. But I could put in like even like a sambal. And be, if, if this was if this getting rid of thing was real, <laughs> I could have my sambal there like on the side. Like, no, let's go to John. Just kidding. There's this there's this rule. I can't have this anymore. So I have to use this now. <laughs> and, and I get what you mean, because like I think right now coming back. From this Korea trip, I'm kind of obsessed with Korean food right now. Yeah, yeah, you then, are. <laughs> <laughs> Your blue crab. Yeah, oh. I'm obsessed with it. So even though, like, the couple day old one was amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed. Even in LA, I had Korean. <laughs> okay, so do you think that because gochujang is like having its moment, it is trending everywhere like crazy. Do you do you think that? either sambal or peri-peri have that kind of near future of trending in all kinds of products that we would never imagine seeing it in. It's a good point. I think peri-peri maybe is next because I feel like sambal's yeah. always been around. It's always like, been around. Like it's never had to have its moment because it's always kind of had like a chill moment. Like it's always been like around but never had to be like super in the spotlight. 
Because yeah, it's never need to be in the spotlight because it's in everyone's pantry. Yeah, out of all three, it's definitely the one I've had the longest in my life, probably. I I can imagine Piri Piri being like a next wave of like flavors of like Piri Piri chips, like what mm-hmm. Gochujang has, Gochujang, uh, what is it, uh, popcorn, like all yeah, of that, yeah. you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because hot sauce is is so having the moment of it, you know. Yeah, the there's four on the yeah, table right now. Like, yeah, Five yeah. actually. I mean, like, is it hot, is it because of hot ones? Is that is that a big major player of? I mean, maybe just in internet culture, but that yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily always trickle over to restaurant culture, though. For sure. I think it's also just the way that the the zeitgeist is moving. Yeah. People are in general eating, turning up the levels of spice when they're eating, anyways. So it only makes sense that they kind of add that level of sophistication to where that spice comes from to that as well. I'm definitely not mad at that. I mean, the, no. the fact that, like, you know, we can go anywhere and there's so many more hot sauces to choose from yeah. than zero none, you know, yeah. is like, I'm, hey, that's cool with me. Even like we talked about last week, Taco Bell's adding Carolina Reapers to their sauce, which yeah. was all right, I guess, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm You guys know I'm a purist when it comes to food, so I like eating foods the way it was presented. So I don't, I usually don't doctor up my food. You're so good. I I'm, I have I really struggle with that because really? I'll I'll put the hot sauce. I'll put something on before I even taste it. Oh, really? I just, feel like I'm yeah. exactly in the middle between you because the two of you because I'll always do I always will do for sure. I'm gonna have it straight up first. Then I'll always do the doctor either a third of the way in, a half of the way in, two thirds of the way in, depending how good it is off the rip. Because I still want to doctor it up if if it's available to me, just so I can get a new experience out of it. And 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 like doctoring up because like a lot of these hot sauces they have like additional flavors, right? Like I'm fine with adding just heat, but I don't want to change the flavor of the dish. Well, what if the place offers it with you and kind of is suggesting you do it? Then why don't you just put it in there? Why why isn't it served that way? Mm, that's a good yeah. Point. I mean, that is a certain restraint, you know? Yeah. I do feel like I am way more reckless. Because <laughs> I just, because, yeah, you know, I, I I don't actually bother tasting it first. Even though I know, like, I should. I should give it a chance. <laughs> I should think about all the flavors. But I just need my tongue to mm. have that reaction. I'm extra. I have all those thoughts when, when, I, when I'm presented <laughs> with my dish, too. I would think of all the scenarios. Because David lives his life FOMO every <laughs> <laughs> Do everything, always, 100%. (laughs) Got to give your best effort. Got to get that good grade. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on our show. Yes, I'm glad you could finally make it. Thank you for having me. I'm always so happy to listen to the show, and now I get to be on it. Yes, you're welcome back anytime. I love hanging out with you. Wait, but do I get to have um, an alter ego? Do I get to have my name? Oh, yeah, sure. Do you have one ready? Well, I mean, the only thing is, like, my sister and I are, like, always chungry, right? So, I don't know. I like it. I like it. Okay. You're chungry. That's an easy one. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Cool. All right, Chungri. Yeah. Do you have anything else in general you need to plug? Whoa. Let's here. see. Let's see. We have Ladies Night coming ladies up. Ladies Night oh. is coming up. Mm-hmm. And we have a very special guest. Hello, Miss Dime Peace, a.k.a. Jemp that night. Yes. Oh, Jemp is fun. Jen Jemp and Anne. Also prior together. guest on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Okay. Like all ladies all night, you know. The last time you guys did one here in the East Bay at Miranda, that one was super fun from what I remember. That was That's also fun. why it was so fun. <laughs> yeah. True. We definitely went bowling that night. Oh, man. Punch bowling. <laughs> I always do like the, the like the rolling motion every time I say it, too, like an idiot. And I don't know. Somehow that night I, I went to Soul Slam, too. Oh, yeah, yeah you did because you guys were trying to get me to go. and Don't know how you did that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we're yeah. we're musically diverting. <laughs> that's for a uh, opening set, maybe. <laughs> but uh, any other plugs? Uh, that's it. I'm I uh, 
Right now, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm working on my new site. So that I'm excited about because once I launch that, I'll launch a radio show that'll go with it. Yes. So that's is this the first time people are hearing this? Yes, oh. totally. It's a new, yeah. So it's a new project. It's called Shrimps in Space. And with that will be a radio show called Sister. And so it's the Shrimps in Space Total Experience Radio. Uh, but it's also a, a radio show that's kind of on the ladies' night tip where it'll be all women vocals um and so i'm excited to have a radio show that's kind of built around a common like a central theme um and i'll do it out of all day play at youth radio where i've had a show before so i'm kind of excited to have a new one congratulations can't yeah, wait to hear it so excited i'll bring you a shrimp dish uh to uh, when it launches oh yes shrimp toast Ooh, shrimp, shrimp toast, toast. <laughs> Chili oil gang with Chili oil gang. Yes. He's been sending me shrimp toast pictures on IG, like other people's <laughs> shrimp toast pictures, and then sending it. I would expect nothing less. I'm very happy to like, hear oh, about this. This looks good. I was it's like, the best part the of The last one, I was like, dang, that's a lot of shrimp. That was a lot of <laughs> that shrimp. That was pretty thick. That was like volume, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. It was like double the volume of the bread. Wow. Maybe triple. That's I don't know how I feel about that ratio. It sounds excessive, but I'm with it. Yeah. Ooh. I like excess. Test Kitchen, <laughs> Tiger nice. Back Cooking Club. The other thing to plug. There you go. Coming soon. Yes. Cool. Thank you. Yay. Oof. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Follow us on IG. We have a website. Follow us on SoundCloud. Yeah. We can't say it's new anymore because it's not new. new. It's, it's not just new. come to our site, please. Come to, come to our site. It's in our bio. Uh, hit like and subscribe. All right. We got a big plug this time. <laughs> big, big plug. Anchoy big plug Beth. energy. Enjoy, <laughs> Beth. It already turned to October 16, but... This is the celebration for it. Yeah, the celebration is going to happen November 18, starting at 6 p.m. Eight courses. Um, still recipe testing right now. Like, literally right now. Oh, <laughs> That's what's going to be taking up my time for the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, follow Android Bet for ticketing and yes. uh, slide through my DMs if you have any questions. You guys got to get there. Oh, and then shortly after that, I'm going, I think I've said on the show before, I'm going back to Europe. So if you guys have any Paris or Brussels recommendations, holler at me for that. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. I like, hey, big dills. Let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Hey, peaches of shit. <laughs>